For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Following the money through distributors, the Polycom FCPA Enforcement Action. Polycom came to FCPA grief in China, as have many other companies. The bribery scheme was long-running, occurring from 2006 to 2014. The involved was Polycom Communication Solutions, i.e. Polycom China. The sales distribution method in China was distributors. As noted in the order, Polycom's vice president of China at the China subsidiary, along with the senior managers, provided significant discounts to Polycom's distributors, uh, knowing that they intended the distributors would use the discounts to make payments to officials at Chinese government agencies and government-owned enterprises in exchange for officials' assistance in obtaining orders for Polycom products. From there, employees and managers at the China subsidiary recorded the payments in a parallel deal tracking and email system in China and outside of Polycom's approved system. These senior managers at Polycom China's Chinese subsidiary also instructed their sales personnel not to use Polycom email addresses when discussing sales opportunities with the distributors. There were multiple variations of the basic bribery scheme. They included creation of off-the-books accounting and recordation for corrupt payments made on behalf of Polycom China. The senior managers directed the sales personnel to enter details concerning sales opportunities in a separate parallel management system. Polycom personnel outside China were unaware of this system. The bribery schemes themselves were relatively straightforward. The Chinese business unit obtained business by offering and making corrupt payments to government officials who exercised influence over customers' decision-making abilities. The monies to fund these bribes came through the variations of this basic bribery scheme. There would be a discount between the price reported to Polycom and that paid by the buyer. These discounts were not passed on to the end customer, but instead were intended to cover the cost of payments the distributors made to the Chinese government officials. In other words, the discount would form the basis of the pot of money to pay the bribe. But it even got worse as Polycom China actively worked to conceal the bribe payments as sales employees entered the requested discounts into the non-Polycom sales management system for approval by managers at Polycom China and recorded the information and the reason for the payments in the same offline system. From there, Polycom's vice president of China recorded information regarding these improper payments in Excel spreadsheets that he personally maintained. To further hide these illegal payments, the payments were incorrectly recorded in the contract management risk management system so that they did not reflect the discounts. 
The Chinese business unit was equally creative with the reasons for the discount, which were listed in the CRM. Polycom China usually cited competition with one or more vendors, what was required to give discounts on pricing. They also claimed that some end-using customers refused to pay full price. However, these were false excuses entered on the CRM to hide the truth. Even with this clear conduct, Polycom was able to obtain a declination. So, what are the lessons learned, and what does it mean for the compliance practitioner? First and foremost, you must channel your inner Woodward and Bernstein and follow the money. While many would exclaim, what an order, we cannot go through with it, as is, as the Chinese business unit was obviously acting, actively working to hide their crimes, you must be prepared to dig deeper and uncover bribery and corruption. China is a well-known high-risk jurisdiction, and you must aggressively audit and monitor your organization in such situations. The order noted that when certain discount thresholds were reached, more senior company employees were required to approve the discounts. These higher-ranking employees were in Singapore and appear not to have looked behind the facade of reasons presented to them by the Chinese business unit of competition and pricing concerns brought forward by customers. This enforcement action makes clear that simply because some type of compliance oversight is difficult or requires an extra effort, it is no excuse not to monitor. Finally, always remember that the money to fund a bribe must come from somewhere. Distributor discounts are an obvious mechanism, and there have been several enforcement actions involving distributors. If this is your sales model, you need to understand what the discounts are, why they were given, and how they are given, even if it takes some digging. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, it's channel your inner Woodward and Bernstein and follow the money. Every bribe requires a pot of money to fund the bribe, whether that's theft, fraud, hiding the money in a marketing account, giving a charitable donation, discounting on a sale and rebating that discount directly to the uh, person who signed the contract. Or in the case of Polycom, it is a fraudulent discount, which was not passed on to the end user, but was used to fund the pot of money to pay the bribe. Second, uh, the Chinese operational unit was required to provide sign-off on the bribes, excuse me, on the discounts that were given when they reached a certain threshold. Well, clearly, uh, this uh, required some level of scrutiny. And if you're going to channel your inner Woodward and Bernstein, you should channel your inner Ronnie Reagan and trust but verify. Simply because the Chinese business unit says we have to do this for competitive reasons is really no reason to do so. And then finally, uh, you have to dig. And even if it's difficult, that's a part of an overall effective best practices compliance program. It's not simply that you have a policy and procedure in place, but it's that you actually do something going forward. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Also, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's podcast series. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.